Hello and welcome to the Bucket Lister podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. I am back today, Keith Crockford, your host, but today I am back again on my own because I'm actually away on my holidays. So I didn't want to bother anybody else. So I just thought I'd record this quick podcast for you. And I'm going to answer one question that's come up quite a bit over the last few weeks, and that's surrounding nuclear airport and is it the most dangerous airport in the world and how do we actually get there so that's what i'm going to cover off in the podcast today like i said i'm on my holidays i'm away with friends and family and we're actually over in spain where i did a podcast from a few weeks ago where we were talking about our spanish adventure in the costa blanca so i come out here quite a bit and i'm back out here again for a couple of weeks and we've done quite a few exciting things while we've been out here which has been really good but like i said the topic for today is discussing nuclear airport um or the tenzing norgay um airport now as it or tenzing hillary airport as it's now described now if you you've probably seen videos of it on youtube if you're interested in the everest base camp then you've definitely seen the runway to this airport and and heard the stories of of the world's most dangerous airport now why is it classed as the world's most dangerous airport and yes there have been accidents um but it has got safer over the years um and the main reasons why it is so dangerous is because of the elevation of the landing strip itself, which is, you know, um, the airport itself sits at an altitude of 2,846 metres. So obviously that causes some issues in itself. Um, but obviously the other main issue is the fact that the runway is so short. So the runway is only actually 527 metres long, which doesn't really give the pilots time to either slow down or speed up so they've got to get it exactly right when they come in the airport was originally built in 1967 um and it was constructed under um the watchful eye of of sir edmund hillary um and he intended to build it on flat farmland um however the local farmers didn't want to give up their land so helen hillary ended up buying the land where it is now for um at the 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 price of two thousand six hundred and fifty dollars when when he bought it and got the locals to come in and and help him build the runway now the runway was not actually paved until 2001 um it was just a, a soil resistant runway up until that point so it's only relatively new in terms of its current how it sits now so it's only been like i said since 2001 that they've actually had a tarmac paved facility there the biggest problem with nuclear airport is the weather itself um obviously being at the altitude that it's at this can change really really quickly and the size of the planes that are landing don't have the equipment that larger planes have so the problem you have when you are on an Everest base camp trek generally is that nuclear airport itself just gets closed 
um it can be closed for days and days and days because of the because of the cloud cover now whenever i'm out there there is a um a live if you go onto youtube and type in Lucla airport i'll put a link into the show notes um but there is a live camera to Lucla airport and you can literally normally see whether or not you're going to be flying that day or not when you're when you're out there um and it can cause quite a lot of stress to your to your trip because obviously you need to get there the journey and the drive to get to to get to Lucla is well it's just adds days onto your itinerary with an extra trek because there is no road currently um to Lucla itself I mean they are supposedly building one um, but this has been going on now for quite a few years so we did write a blog post on it which again I'll put a link to that into the show notes so you can have a look at it but like I said it does cause a lot of stress when you're stranded for a couple of days not being able to fly and this is this issue's been heightened over the last kind of especially last year and then the spring season of this year and it's continuing into the autumn season is that you can no longer fly from Kathmandu to Lukla. you now have to take the dark drive to Ramachap and get the flight from there now the reason why this is is because the the Nepalese government have decided that they want to reduce the number of small plane traffic at the international airport in Kathmandu and the problem that this causes is when flights are being delayed from Lukla it's very hard to stick to a, a schedule and what this is meant is is that obviously with lots of international flights coming into Nepal um, the traffic at the international airport is just getting too much so during the the two main trekking seasons i.e march through to may and late september through to early november you can't fly from Kathmandu to Lukla. you have to take the the journey to ramachap now ramachap's getting getting better um i remember i've been to ramachap a couple of times because of flight issues previous to this and there is no accommodation or there's very little accommodation in Ramachap, um, which again causes big problems when flights have been delayed. Um, because if you get stuck in Ramachap, like I say, there is not a lot of accommodation there. So what does this mean for you and for your flights? Well, from our perspective, we haven't got any option um as a tour operator we have to plan to go from from ramachap now there are people out there who are saying that their um their providers can provide them with flights from Kathmandu to lukla now occasionally there are a couple of flights from Kathmandu to lukla um and this generally is when flights need to go back to Kathmandu because the planes need servicing they've got to go and pick up supplies from Kathmandu so occasionally there is the odd flight that is still going from Kathmandu to Lukla but priority is certainly being given 
to the flights from Ramchap. Um, so if you are promised a flight from Kathmandu to Lukla, just please be a little bit wary about it because I don't I think people are promising them to try and get business. Um, but I don't necessarily think that those flights are going to go potentially. You might still end up going to Ramchap to actually get to get a flight. In terms of getting to Ramchap, um, what and we did this for our first few trips that we ran is most operators are getting their guests up at like three o'clock in the morning to do the overnight trip to to Ramchap. Uh, and then getting one of the first flights out of Ramchap in the morning to Lukla. Um, it's not a very nice journey. Like if you get travel sick, please take some travel sick tablets with you. The road is very windy. The road is very bumpy. Um, again, they are improving it, but in its current state, it's, it is not the nicest of drives. Um and I also think as well, like, you know, you're not going to sleep very well on the on the bus. And then you've got your first day's trekking of the Everest Base Camp trek that day. So what we quickly did is we quickly changed our itinerary um, to leave in the afternoon um, in Ramchap uh, from, from Kathmandu to Ramchap. So actually, we got to Ramchap and um, you had time to have a meal and then you could go to sleep and then you could get up early in the morning ready for one of the first flights out and i find that this is a much nicer way of doing things um you just feel more prepared in the morning for your trip um to start trekking you know you haven't been up since half past two in the morning traveling to then get a flight to then go and do a day's walking so if you are looking to go out that is that is an option um i also think if you're going out and you are going out this is where going in a group is an advantage because when you go out there in a group you can you know if there is a problem with flights like we've been delayed in ramchap for another day another two days sometimes um and our provider in Nepal has kept our accommodation, has sorted our accommodation. So our guests have still had a bed to lay in and go to sleep in on those occasions. So I think that, that is one of the advantages when you're on an Everest base camp trek of going as a group or with a local provider. So you have got that backup if you need it, because it is a real problem if you cannot get on the flight um and likewise you know if you if your flight gets cancelled what you don't want to do is then be bumped to one of the later flights the next day because if you are going out you really really want to be on the first flights of the day and if you've got a really good provider who's got a um a great relationship with the flight agents and with the airlines that fly into Everest base camp into into Lukla, then you've got more chance of of going the next day. And obviously that's the same reversed. So when you're flying back from Lukla, you will be flying back to Ramachap. And then again, the following day, you've all that day, then you've then got to drive back to Kathmandu that night. 
One another question that comes up is about helicopters and what happens about helicopters. Now, obviously, helicopter it is easier for a helicopter to land in Lukla than it is sometimes for an aeroplane with the weather, with the cloud. They can fly lower, um, and you've got more chance of that happening. But obviously, there is then a cost involved with that. And it's one thing I would say to people is have that prepared in the back of your mind that if you don't want to be losing rest days whilst you're on the trek and you've got a very tight schedule then upgrading your flight to a helicopter if your flight was to get cancelled is a is a really good thing to do um obviously again if you're with a group it has to be a whole group's decision so sometimes traveling on your own that would be much easier to to make that call um, because for us, for example, if we are going with the group, um, we need the whole group to go on the helicopter. We can't just take half and half stay and wait because it could be the group are then two, three days apart. So have that in the back of your head. Now, generally, if the flights get cancelled, then we can get a refund on those flights and the cost of what we've paid for those flights can then go towards the helicopter um, part of that flight. Um, it works out normally around about another $250 um, to then upgrade it to get the helicopter from the plane. So just have that in the back of your mind that that is a potential additional cost for your trip in terms of you might need to you might need to budget for that in terms of that so um i would always advise people to have that in the back of their mind i mean on the way up it's not so bad because you've kind of got a spare day that you can catch up on like we can still keep the rest days on our itinerary and reduce coming back down by a day um, to make up for it. So you're not going to lose anything out on it if the flight is only um, delayed by a day. Any more than that, then potentially you're going to start eating into your rest days. Where it does become more important is potentially when you're coming back, if you've got your return flight booked, to get back to the UK or the US or wherever you're going, um, having you have, you might not have as much leeway on your way home as you've got on the way out. So just be prepared that potentially you do have that additional cost, maybe um, if you want to get your trek in. Now, obviously, you've gone out there to do the trek. You want to get to Everest Base Camp. So for a lot of people, they they are happy to pay that but like i said for us it needs to be a whole group thing we can't do a, a half and half so just bear that in mind um but you know you will you will certainly enjoy the um the airplane flight you will certainly enjoy a helicopter flight as well it's quite exciting to go on a helicopter um but the views you get um are just stunning um it is it the world's most dangerous airport in the world? Um, yeah, the accidents have been reduced. I mean, there are a hundred and I think twenty 
2021, uh, no, 2020, obviously the flights were down. So they're still looking at data from 2019. Um, and there were over 130,000 people flew into Lukla Airport, which for a small airport in the middle of the Kumbu region is um, a completely amazing number, really, in terms of how many people use that airport. Um, it's exciting. It's thrilling, you know, coming into the runway. Um, and obviously the runway as you come in is uphill and then as you leave the runway is obviously downhill to fly out because there's a big mountain at the end of it so you can only come in and off the opposite direction um but you know yeah it is certainly a big part of the trip like i've taken lots of people to everest base camp now over the years and it's probably the one thing that most people get nervous about um i mean we did um jake and i did a podcast um a few months back now about packing for everest base camp and a lot of that conversation was around about how to get your baggage allowance in for the flight so if you haven't listened to that podcast yet please go back and check that one out but um it's it's part of it is part of the the expedition the trip itself is is to take that flight now some people are super scared of it um, and they will not do the flight and they will then take the drive to Jiri and then take the extra three day trek from Jiri to start then at Lukla. Obviously, if you are petrified of flying, that is an option for you. Um, but do it, you know, you're going to be needing to allow another five, six days onto your itinerary to, to get that done, which with a 16 day trip already, you're then going to be going into a, a three week, three week plus trip um if you want to go and do that bit so there are things to think about with the flight to lukla but like i say most people once they're there you know it's one of their favorite parts of the trip and you know the photos and the views out the windows and the things you see in the himalayas and you know it's not that bad it's a little bit bumpy um but once you're up in the air and once you once you're on the way back down you know, once you've taken off and once you've landed, the bit in the middle is the bit to really enjoy and, and you know, really get the most out of. But I think, like I said earlier, it is definitely one of the highlights of the Everest Base Camp trip. Like I said, the only bit now is obviously we've now got that additional drive to Ramachap. Um, but if it means that there's less chance of flights getting cancelled, more flights going, then potentially it can only be a good thing. Um, and I think, to be honest, it's here to stay for a while. Um, you know, I think unless the Nepalese government build a um, a local airport in Kathmandu that services um, all of the domestic flights, I think that's the only time potentially that it will change. Obviously, if you don't want to fly to Ramchap and you are going as a private group, then you hel helicopters are still flying from Kathmandu. Um, so you do have the option to book a helicopter flight to get from Kathmandu to Lukla, um, but that will cost you considerably more because obviously the distance is further than than Ramchap is. So um, again, that's something to bear in mind, but you will have to charter the whole helicopter to, to take your group. Um, and you're probably looking at somewhere in the region of two and a half to three thousand dollars 
um and then that would be split between potentially five people can go in a helicopter um so again if you are going with a small group um then that is an option for you as well to to think about and you know we can look at that for our groups as well if they're if they're happy to but obviously it does come at that additional cost um well that's all for me for today um like i said i'm going to go back and join my family for their holiday we've got a couple of days left before we head back to the uk um and then i'm straight out on a tanzanian safari with the bucket list company so there'll be um and a podcast coming soon talking about um that safari as well so i'm really looking forward to that trip but hopefully you found this uh podcast interesting like i said if everest base camp is on your bucket list then the flight to to Lukla is is one of the highlights but also at the same time one of the main concerns so hopefully i've covered everything off um and talked about in this episode that you need to know for getting yourself to Lukla airport um from Kathmandu or more so now from Ramchap. So thanks ever so much for listening and I'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.